0: So that's literally my dad. Every every Friday of my childhood, my dad would wake me up by coming into my room and being like, It's fried eggs. And I would just be like, fuck my
1: God damn it. Back pocket a podcast by Jake and Dylan. Well, well, well another, if it isn't another another music and friends episode another friend, another album, another time, another evening with some some dudes
2: and we haven't we haven't done this in a while. I think maybe this is the reason why all the technical difficulties and and scheduling planning sometimes <laughs> it's easier said than done to coordinate, but who do we have we have. Daz, Darren Asaro. We got me, baby. Let's go.
1: Tell the people about yourself. Who are you?
0: Um, I'm Darren. Uh, I went to high school with you guys. Even before that, we played baseball together.
2: Yeah. So, I played yeah. Delmar yeah. Powerhouse. Darren and I were on the same team. I don't know if you know this, but there was a tournament that you and I uh, carpooled to. Your dad drove us, but before that... <laughs> That was, like, a very pivotal moment in my baseball, like, travel baseball career. I, like, hid my jersey from my dad and, like, was hanging onto my bed, did not want to go play, like, out in, you know, Riverside or whatever. <laughs> but I just remember my dad, like, having to drag me into the car and then putting on a, a nice face and uh, sitting down in Dino you know, oh, hold, Civic oh,
0: hold, Was that the but. Super Windy Tournament?
2: It was something up in, in like, Riverside and we have got our asses kicked yeah As sounds usual. about right yeah but yeah so we go way back in a sense but
0: yeah the and past. then college I, I really didn't see many of like my high school friends for during college but then after why was
1: that um <laughs> what was wrong with you
0: i don't know it's just a different guy you know
1: i saw you i went and visited sb once when me and russell came up and we spent the night at your place and played die
2: I guess I forgot that, that Darren career. went to UCSB.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was the recently after I had discovered that the best mixed drink ever was just uh, Captain Morgan pineapple flavored rum and water. So I was just doing a shot of that and then fill up a pint of glass the rest with water. And that's how I how I got my fix, and then you're not hungover because you're hydrated. That's
0: that's interesting. I I've, I've never heard of that, but I'd like to
2: try it. You're welcome hot tip what's Darren what's your what's your current drink uh oh, the God. good night oh what's the oh the bedtime story bedtime story <laughs>
0: oh. yeah the the, oat, Tell milk, the people. oat milk and well any hard alcohol really typically oat milk <laughs> and gin is my preference you could vodka will work oh. um yeah I mean most people are not big fans of it but
2: I think my, it's pretty good My favorite thing is just your theory on as long as it has a name, then people will at least consider trying it. But when they hear that it's just oat milk, if you you were to say, I'm just drinking oat milk and gin, they would, you know, vomit in their mouth. Yeah. But then to say like, oh, it's a bedtime story. Oh, what's that?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bloody, like case in point, Bloody Mary. It's like no one would drink that unless it had like a... Tomato juice and bacon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Clamato. Vodka and Clamato and Black Pepper. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> well, right. enough of this boring-ass chit-chat.
2: Darren's our friend, and we hang out with him. How about we that? You know
1: Darren. Darren knows us. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about one of the most Music. amazing albums ever made, I think. Lonerism by Tam and Paula. Fantastic record. But before we talk about that, We're going to get to know Darren and his music past. How does that sound? sounds pretty good. Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, start it off. Tell us about like your music background. So like where did it start for you? You know, what was the like antithesis of like once you started like really getting into music and what like what kind of music spurred that maybe?
0: So the earliest I can remember is like, so my dad's super into music. He's a, he's a drummer, but he, he like, typically stays in one very specific lane of his, like... Foo Fighters? No, even before that, like, it's just, like, classic rock. But, um, yeah, when I was super young, he tried to get me on what he thought was more, like, modern stuff. And so he got me, like, a CD player, and he got me an Incubus album. <laughs> Do you know Incubus? Hell yeah. So, if you them. don't know Incubus, it's, like... Pretty similar to Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then, so, I was just, like, obsessed with Incubus when I was, like, five years old. So, there's that. And then I'd also watch, like, I think, Fuse TV. Mm Mm-hmm. And And just watch the music videos. Yeah, it was, like, music videos. There was, like, I remember, like, Yellow Card was big, The Killers, Green Day. It was, like, stuff like that. So, like, that was the music I, like, started listening to when I was, like, super little. But, Yeah. And then we started like we all had, I think we all
2: went through a Green Day phase.
0: Oh, oh yeah, American oh, re- Idiot I, and all that shit. I remember going to the like Tower Records or what was it called, something like that, in uh, the Highlands and buying like the American Idiot CD. I
2: remember yeah. I had an American Idiot CD too. Yeah, I remember, like that. That being uh, what was Lonely Road? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Boulevard of Broken Dreams being like my favorite song in second grade, and then American Idiot. I think I, we got the CD, we played it in my dad's car and we were so used to hearing it on the radio. And then to hear what's fucked up and like to hear fucked instead of whatever we had heard on the radio, yeah. like caught us so off guard the first time. Like, oh my god, what did we just buy? <laughs> I felt so <laughs> edgy. Poor listening little second to grade me when I heard "fuck." Yeah. I was like, yeah.
0: <laughs> dude i would my mom would let me sing like she would let me say the cuss words like as long as it was like part of the song as long as it was
2: within the car and not outside at school with kids. Yeah, yeah so that was a huge nobody come wants up. to be the parent nobody yeah. wants to be the parent that's like kid is just cursing and like tells everyone that santa is fake and all that yeah, yeah exactly so yeah and then
0: I guess like after that, when I started getting to like skateboarding and I watched skateboarding videos, then there was a bunch of, uh, I got turned on to a bunch of music that way as well. I remember, especially like in that era, there was like MGMT and like Passion Pit, the Kid Cudi and stuff was, was pretty popular. And then, so
2: I kind of got into that. Nice. Middle school? yeah
1: yeah middle school like early high school whenever whenever i hear take a walk that immediately takes me back to freshman year high school yeah every time Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and then um uh like m83 was in there as well Mm -hmm. there's like this really famous skate video called fully flared and the intro is just like this it's totally ridiculous it's just um like skateboarders like going through drywall and just like doing crazy stunts and it's all in slow motion to m83 lower your eyelids to die with the sun it's just like totally epic and then i <laughs> i feel like once i saw that i was like just so hooked on to m83 i'm like this is the sickest music ever
1: Fuck yeah. um, all i know all i know about them is it's midnight cities is that the album yeah uh hurry up so. we're dreaming is the hurry album. up we're dreaming that's midnight city midnight is city is the song um, yeah yeah, I saw... Have you ever seen The Art of Flight? Yeah. It's a, a snowboarding, like, documentary. And there's a scene with that song? No, just most of the, like, soundtrack is a bunch of M83. And it's super yeah. fucking... So, yeah, it's just, like, the same. Just these, like, huge, like, panoramic shots of just beautifulness. And then just these snowboarders just launching in slow-mo and doing all this shit.
0: Yeah, it's totally sick. Yeah, i to one of their shows. It was, like... It was ridiculous and um after the show I, so i went with jimmy and then after the show we so we had obviously like had a good amount to drink before the show and after we like went across, obviously we, a couple of drugs we we went across the street to get gatorades and then when we came back across the street we just saw the si- singer of m83 <laughs> he was just like outside and we were and we were just like drunk and i was like Oh my god. Holy <laughs> shit. Do you want to get I was like, <laughs> I was just like screaming his name and like ran up to him and, like to him and we got a picture with him. It was uh, pretty funny. Yeah.
1: I'm glad to hear he it was photo to prove it. So, what, yeah.
2: what, was the time, what was the time frame of that? Like M83, <coughs> did that like wane or like wear off at all? Or are you still like very. Um,
0: I still like it, but that was mainly like high school. And then, and then like the Tame and Paula phase, that was like the very end of high school nice yeah that was because i remember hearing like feels like we only go backwards an elephant on the radio mm-hmm. yeah. and being like yeah these are like pretty good songs i like them but like i'm not crazy about them and then from a surf video i heard mind mischief and i was like okay this is sick and then that's when i like really got into lone rhythm and like tame and Paul.
2: hell yeah nice would you say, like, what What are you listening to right now, like, as a whole? Like, Tame Impala, I'd imagine, is probably still in there. Um, like, tried and true.
0: Well, I mean, I don't really... I haven't listened to much Tame Impala for a while, but... on It's usually, like, <sighs> I'm usually listening to just, like, four songs at a time. Just, like, yeah. on loop. And then I just get to know them, like, front to back. And they're just, like, random. Like, they're just so... Usually just so random. It's, it's honestly pretty rare for me to discover, because I'll usually, like, discover one song that I really like, and then look at an artist, the artist, and then go through a couple more of their songs, and then if I, like, like those, then it's like, then I'll listen to a full album. And so, I, but, like, I kind of rarely get to that
2: stage, yeah. but... Probably, I was going to say, now would be a good time to, to build up your ethos while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not just make a song... You and Harry made a song somewhat recently. Yeah, yeah, we did. Have you? Did you hear it? I did. Yeah, I yeah someone threw it on. I loved it. I thought you guys uh, killed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think they threw it on after that little Uno sound or Oh yeah, Ethan Uno show in the backyard. So how did that come about? So well, like Harry and I
0: have been wanting to make you know. songs for a while, and I think for the both of us, we we both want to make we kind of like popier type stuff plus like i just not skilled enough on like any instrument to make anything like technical and like super impressive so we just kind of wanted to make like the a pop <laughs> he did in <laughs> fact play the drums my granddad <laughs> played the drums as well
2: um as a matter of fact so should you like just do that it's like in your dna yeah
0: yeah no um unfortunately you still have to like practice <laughs> come to find out but yeah so we just wanted to make like a pop song and then that's kind of how we started we're like all right we're just forcing ourselves to make this completely simple and then so we just made a super simple drum loop just we're like we're only using three chords (laughs) and then and then we just uh Kind of sang vocal melodies until we found a couple that we liked, and then we arranged into song. And then...
2: where where can the where can the listeners find the song? Because I think if if there's any sort of link, we could easily put it in the description for the show. Yeah, I mean, it's not unless you don't want people listening to your one song. No, I mean, I'd love the people to hear it, but
0: where we we're making, we want to make like four. We want to make like an EP, like four songs oh, or okay. so. Excuse me, and and then and then release like kind of like a project.
2: Because I'm I'm guessing like the one song you guys just have like a little audio file that you've like sent around to a few yeah. people, but nothing like on SoundCloud or published anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Okay, not yet, not yet. Well, trust me, folks, it's <laughs> worth <a> listen. <laughs> you know the listen. The one song <laughs> with the three chords. Yeah, well, and the simple drum loop. Oh, it, yeah, it, it's fucking yep. Fuck yeah! Remember thanks. that sound you were looking for? This is it. It fills me with. Text, I really appreciate that, and it makes me want to yell
1: at my parents. <laughs> what's that? What's like really the helpful.
2: the hook on it? What's like the main line that just gets said over and over?
0: Oh, uh, I could be a freak show.
2: I could, yeah. And the song, the, the title is Freak Show, right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
2: well, your ethos has been built. Everyone listening is like, "Wow, this guy fucking knows music."
1: Holy shit! <laughs> What uh, going back? You said you had like, a, like four songs in your rotation. Generally, do you have a few right now that you're that you've been grooving on? At least one. Uh,
0: yeah. Here, let me see. Do you know Indigo D'Souza?
1: Yeah, I love her.
0: So, uh, Boys by Indigo D'Souza. This song, Shit Twins by Dads. It's like a <laughs> super like raw like emo song. The song "Fever" called "Just Friends," which is just like I don't even know what you call it. It's like kind of like funky pop, I guess. Um,
2: It's three. We (laughs) got one more, Darren. And then there's a song
0: called "You Can't Live There Forever" by "The World Is a Beautiful Place," and and yeah, that's like I don't even know how to describe it, but it starts off like completely mono and then its sound just kind of explodes into like stereo it just sounds really cool okay
1: nice i'm gonna check those out they've been added <laughs> to my likes on spotify oh sweet
2: all right shall we shall we get into this album shall okay. we get
1: into it shall we get into this
2: quiz whoa 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 what yeah, <laughs> i was gonna say because let's let's go quiz because we kind of know your connection your connection to the album is the fact that you said what like end of high school you just heard a few songs on the radio and thought like this is kind of good, but yeah. then all of a sudden hearing, Mind Mischief, which in a video, yeah, in, a surf in the video. In a
0: surf video, and I just heard like the, I just thought the drums because the drums are the drums are super sick, they have like these crazy fills, and then the, the vocal harmonies like the vo- the harmonies on Mind Mischief are de- like the thickest of just any other Tame Impala track, and you just. The, just the, feel intro, like getting...
1: the intro to Mind Mischief is one of my favorite, like, Tame Impala intros, like, ever. I brown, yeah,
0: yeah I, I just didn't know how to, like, describe it, but I, it, because it this song to me is, like, just be, it's, like, sexy. I don't know how <laughs> else to describe it. It's just, it
2: makes like... Makes you want to just, like, strut down the
1: street. Yeah, too. exactly.
0: Um, okay, yeah, let's... uh Yeah, so let's get into the
2: quiz.
1: uh, We had Darren make a quiz for us because he was saying that he loves this album and that he knows a bunch of like, it's the one that he knows the most like trivia about. I was like, hey, make a quiz for us. Let's see how it is. Also, I'd imagine this will somehow get
2: brought up on the quiz, but one fun fact, right? You've been to Australia. Australia happens to be where Tame Impala is from. Any sort of connection there? um no i think that's i think you heard mind mischief in some sort of surf video and you're like it, i have to fucking go to australia
0: it was it was an australia surf video <laughs> really? so there there is some correlation there
2: um australian people seem sick by the way just quick plug shout yeah out to these
1: are the best
0: that's that's a fact that's a fact
1: they're always down um, to get rowdy and have a good time yeah that seems fair the, like don't forget don't forget the kiwis as well
2: kiwis as well. yeah is j a is jeremy still in town he's
0: out of town but he's
2: he's coming back soon
1: Yeah, is jeremy nice. still around
2: <laughs> the new zealand new zealand friend in <laughs> yeah the States immaculate
0: right now. vibes
1: <laughs> Stella. all right give me this quiz
0: Okay, so first
2: question
1: we'll put in Did you know just Tame imagine imagine that we've put in like <laughs> this this like crazy uh game show intro music and you're coming off of that and there's like a little crowd cheering and then it like fades into like Darren. Question one. Yeah. Okay. Contestants, this, okay. are you ready?
0: like a meme then it's mostly for dylan but <laughs> did you know tam and paula is just one guy
2: uh yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah okay but uh what's his what's his name by the way kevin parker, kevin parker. yeah yeah um what was it they're like tiny desk concert there's obviously multiple people involved but yeah they have like a know. live band this this reminds me of uh speaking of a meme I think I might have told this story once before, but we had some neighbors that moved in down the street and my dad met one of them. And and I asked, like, my dad said, yeah, he's a cool guy. He works for this band. Uh, He does lighting for this band. And I go, what's the band called? He goes, "Uh, The (laughs) Weeknd. And I was like, God damn. I, I was like, Dad, you mean the same, the weekend that performed at the halftime show? And he literally gave me, the and I got the same halftime show that you were critiquing last, you know, Super Bowl, and he gave me this, like, shrug, like, beats me. Like, I could not recall. Unreal. Um. But yes. Uh, yeah, he works for uh, the, the
1: Tame Impala. <laughs> oh, Kevin Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. um, Two
1: points on the board for the boys.
0: Hell yeah! Um, So, question two. Question: Um, The biggest instrumental departure from the previous album was the addition of what instrument? Um,
2: organ, bass. (laughs) Bass. (laughs) Um, bass guitar. It's it is
0: the synthesizer.
2: Oh fuck. Oh, I, I literally thought, I, I I thought to myself, synth. And yeah. I was like, but what, I, I don't even know what a synthesizer is, but I, I just hear people say six synths. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: yeah. Unless yeah. like, a very good synth. Yeah, synth is basically just like a keyboard where you can make your own sounds, basically. Um, but yeah, he uses, because Interspeaker, like, had very few synths, and then there's synths just all over Lone Rhythm. Yeah, one of them, he used, like, this one synth called the Juno 106, which is, like, maybe even the most famous synth of all time and it just has a very distinctive sound it's just all over the album
1: fun fact I have a Juno MIDI keyboard uh, Oh, really? that I don't go. really know how to play you'll get
0: there I'll get there um, okay three um, the album was notably co-produced by who many consider to be a legendary producer Dave Fridman name one other artist he's produced a hint would be just think of other artists that sound similar
1: what was his name again
2: dave fridman dave fridman mgmt yeah
1: (laughs) cool (laughs) yeah i was right
0: yeah he so he he produced i think oracular spectacular jake you want to give a go at a at an artist
1: uh to stick with people that I, we've already talked about so far, M83. I just I just thought, like, kind of like psychedelic rock, and
2: I was like, eh.
0: Yeah. There's podcast. one that, like, definitely makes a lot of sense.
1: Am I going to am I gonna kick myself when you say it that I couldn't think uh, of Probably it?
0: not. It's still a little.
1: Hmm. Mm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'd say it's still for time. Uh, yeah, I'll, the I Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips? Flaming Lips. Damn. I don't listen to Flaming Lips. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Damn. Dylan takes a Dylan takes the lead. Okay, astounding. Point Griffin <laughs> to <dog>. one.
0: <laughs> okay, um question 4. The album cover is a photo taken in what European country?
2: Uh Oh, I feel like I Mhm,
1: hmm, hmm. I feel like I know this one. Germany.
2: I'm going to go Austria even though I don't think that's right. The photo is of the
0: Luxembourg Garden in Paris. Ah yeah!
1: Really? Should have gone Tracks. with France. Back! Damn, these are these are good. These are good tough questions. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. Darren, you're keeping me on my Only toes. A true fan of lonerism but would know this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Wait, how many time. how many questions how many questions are
0: there? Um, I think there's there's like twelve
2: total or something. Okay. Twelve questions that test your knowledge of... <laughs> do you consider yourself a fan of Lonerism? Well, think again. <laughs> that's a, That's how you should title the podcast. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, yeah.
0: Okay, next one. Lonerism contains a bonus track named after a band which Kevin's drumming style is heavily influenced from. What is this band?
2: Arctic Monkeys. I'll, hey, I'll give you Floyd. a hint.
1: Seventies, seventies, seventies. Pink Floyd. It's not Pink Floyd. (laughs) Not the Beatles. (laughs) It's
0: not the Beatles. You
1: idiot! Of course not.
0: Well, late Um, late sixties and seventies, I guess. The Who. It's guess who? It's Led Zeppelin.
1: Oh, yeah. Probably should
0: have said that. Yeah, he's like super super influenced by John Bonham. And yeah, I mean the drums, the drums on Lonerism, well, Tame Impala drums in, just in all, have kind of like a cult following. There's like tons of videos on YouTube of how to recreate the Tame Paula drum sound. People are obsessed with it. Um, People are obsessed. But yeah. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Yeah, hit me with it. Kevin makes use of a Hofner bass, identified by its violin-like appearance, which was popularized by what influential artist? Paul McCartney. Yeah.
1: Got to be quicker than that, Dylan. You got to be quicker <laughs> you than gotta that. Got to be better, Dylan. Looks like it's all. I think I was muted. Now, Did but... you hear
2: me say Paul McCartney? <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys saw my mouth moving. <laughs> I d- I might have been frozen.
1: More technical difficulties. <laughs>
2: Okay. All right. Go ahead. Even up the score. Ready to go.
0: The song, nothing that has happened so far has been anything we could control. Has this spoken word part by a woman, by a woman named Melody, who Kevin also mentions by name in the song. Who is Melody?
1: An ex-girlfriend. I was also going to say ex-girlfriend. It is his (laughs) ex-girlfriend.
0: But it, so it was his girlfriend at the time of recording the album Um, and she was, she was French. Have you heard of Melody's Echo Chamber?
1: Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Dude, I heard that they were a couple actually, maybe from you or Tommy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, she, Melody's Echo Chamber is, is very popular as well. Kevin Parker like produced some of her album and then, yeah, I think eventually they broke up. And apparently, I I read this, like, a while ago when, like, Currents first came out. She, like, lost her mind because Currents, like, went crazy and got super popular. And, she, and like, a lot of songs, I think, were, like, written about her and stuff. And so she would, like, walk into, like, a coffee shop and there would be, like, a song, like, <laughs> like a Current song playing about her. And she would just, like, lose her. And she had to go into, like, a institution and shit and it was like whoa
1: kevin parker. parker crazy lady killer yeah holy shit damn yeah i really enjoy the song Shrim by melody's echo chamber yeah which is melody like, if you're out there and you're listening we hope you're doing well
2: yeah i think she's doing better
1: melody if you're out there and you want to come speak your piece come on the show
0: okay um all right next song i mean next question this song on the album has a blues-type riff that is also present in a song played by Kevin's previous band, the D.D. Drums. Blues-type riff. I'll give you a hint. Uh, or does it, or hint? Does, do you just want to take a What's the hint? The hint is this song paid for his house.
1: Oh, I know. The song, what? Elephant. <laughs> yeah. Paid for his house? Yeah. Elephant. All right. Yeah. Let Jake get that one. Elephant. That elephant. I was going to say elephant. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's got Kind of. Yep. I think that's called like a like a rail like a railroad um, beat or something like that. Where it's like. Doo-dum, 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 doo-dum. Well, okay. well, well. Looks like uh looks like Jakey Boy is pulled out ahead by one question. Okay, we more.
0: still got a couple more though, Dylan, so keep your comeback. wits about you. Don't don't call it a comeback. Alright, next question. Mm-hmm. The closing track Sun's Coming Up references a significant life event for Kevin that he also made light of in future albums, like in the song Posthumous Forgiveness on the Slow Rush. What is this life event?
1: I think I know what it is. Go, Jay. Is it his dad getting cancer? Is it yes.
2: his dad getting cancer? <laughs> Dylan's wow, like, you guys are so cancer? sick, laughing at my i. I don't see what's funny about the subject matter. <laughs> would you um, Would you have guessed that, Dylan? No, 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 no. Yes, I, this it's this is all new to me. I thought Tame Paula was like five guys. Remember from the- <laughs> they all have the same dad? You guys, you guys keep on talking about this Kevin Parker guy. Isn't he, like, in Home Alone or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so his, um, his dad got cancer and died while he was recording Inner Speaker, his first album. Damn. So his dad never really got to see his success. And also, like, his dad wanted him to, like, study engineering in school and told him that, like, music was just a hobby and did not make it his job because then he'll just learn to hate it. And so, yeah, I'm sure he was going through a whirlwind of emotions when yeah. um, his dad passed, and then he he it was he was on just an insane rocket ship. Seriously, yeah.
1: I remember I heard this interview with him, and I don't know if maybe like this maybe brings up emotions for him, but he was saying that every time he writes a new album or he makes a new album, he said that he feels like he just forgets how to make music entirely and so like he basically just like starts from like scratch obviously but each time he's just like fuck i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like this is shit (laughs) this is going nowhere and yeah i wonder if maybe that reminds him of that don't do music as a joke
0: yeah yeah i think he said like yeah like i think my dad was like wrong about that but
1: Uh Um... jokes on you dad I am now just, one of the most famous musicians in the fucking planet.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm um, down two here.
2: Might be out all right. Of well, now. we
0: got we got a. Uh, well, the last one isn't really. You can't really get it right or wrong. But <laughs> anyway,
2: next question. What do you think of the um, album? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just like the most like subjective possible question to finish <laughs> it off.
0: Next one, I saw Tame and Paula in Berkeley in twenty sixteen. With what other CCA attendee?
2: Berkeley. Yep. Um, I'm. Is it someone that you're friends with? Friends Probably. with? I will give you a hint.
0: They did not attend Berkeley. I think I know. Justin. That's a good guess, but is incorrect. Is it
1: Beckett? It is not Beckett. Uh, fuck. Troy. <laughs> is it Sam? No. That's a good guess. I think, it,
0: I don't think you guys are going to get it.
1: Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, 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 uh, is it Vedant?
2: No, we stayed at Vidon's house, so. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking, like, but when you said they didn't go to Cal, oh, that's what it was. Oh, to Cal. Fuck. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, Michael. You're like, got Colin, like people that.
0: It was Austin Schmidt.
1: Austin. Austin Schmidt, fellow fellow Cal Poly alumni.
0: Yeah, he went to Cal Poly.
2: Well,
1: I hope it was a wonderful night.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It's was sick.
1: At
2: Berkeley, huh? Yeah. Was, which was it in like a smaller theater? It was at the Greek. I think it's called the Greek Theater. Nice intimate setting.
0: Um. It's uh, it's it's perhaps on the intimate side, but
2: yeah.
0: Final question, question, not yeah. really a correct answer to this one, but <laughs> from our class, who do you think was the first one to discover Tame Impala? You. Okay, now.
2: <laughs> Wait. Oh, you're not saying like in the friend group or something like that. Like,
0: just at at like in our like grade at CCA. Who do you think was the first one?
1: People we know. I don't fucking know. I mean, I would maybe put oh, yeah. it on Tommy, but I feel like everyone, for, unless you were listening to him since Inner Speaker, everyone discovered him when fucking Elephant was the biggest song on the goddamn planet and was on every radio station. Commercial, ever. <laughs> yeah. It's it's stuff like this that I love, like hearing
2: hearing your like recognition of like some random kid probably in like your your calc class told you. No, no, I don't, I I don't know.
0: I was like wondering what you guys thought.
2: There was probably there was definitely kids at CCA that were probably all into like Tame Impala. Oh um, yeah, I mean indie. Like, well, before indie rock and alternative popular.
1: was huge, back in the day. I don't know, man. It'll forever, Cause cause I know, it'll never be a mystery.
2: Yeah, because I know, I know for myself, yep. it was hearing Elephant on the radio and just being like, uh, if I think it popped up on Pandora too. And I, I was, it was one of those songs where I was like, this is rock and roll, and I can show it to my dad, and he'll be like, hey, nice line, yeah. son, you know, like. like I, th- I think I, I wanted to like introduce him. Like I, that was the only song I knew, but I was like, Dad, this is this band, the Tame Impala, and like. I think they're from Australia, and they're new, and maybe you'd like them because they're rock and roll. And that was pretty much it. I never like actually did my homework. I just remember, just I remember kinda, hearing
1: like, it and thinking, wow, this dude sounds like John Lennon. This is yeah. pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Parker actually has the same like nasal condition as John Lennon, like where his like, nasal cavity is shaped in a weird way or something. Aw, um, poor guy. But it makes him sound
1: sick. So. Why wasn't that in the yeah. quiz, huh? I, I just remembered it Kevin right Parker now. Kevin Parker has the same nasal condition as what famous <laughs> artist? <laughs> and I would have gotten that one, and that could have been the difference. Man, he still <laughs> would have been down one.
0: Yeah, Dylan would have definitely got
1: that. <laughs> well, fuck yeah, dude! Thanks for yeah, making the thanks quiz, for Darren. Doing that. that was fun, especially because I won. So
2: <laughs> hey, it's all in good fun, right? Huh.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that like all of the random Tame and Paula trivia I know. Could finally be put this in use.
2: Finally have a, an outlet for it. So those were all just like random things. that, Like you didn't search those to like conjure up uh, a list it was for like, Those are things that you already knew go, like going into just, I don't know, a week or two ago. And you are just like, oh, I can scrap these together and come up with a quiz for these yeah, fellas. Yeah, I mean,
0: most of this stuff like has just been pr- sitting in my brain since like my freshman year of college.
2: I remember um, wow.
0: there was like I would go Super on the and Paula ad. subreddit. And there was like, like people would dig up like archives of his like old MySpace page and shit. So like you could, there's like there's a bunch of shit. There's like demos. Oh, actually wait. Oh, I I missed a question. I missed a
1: question. <gasps> All right, this one will be worth uh three points for so, okay. Okay, <laughs> this is this
0: is actually a good one for Dylan to get as well. Okay, which CCA alumna? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> ready? Yeah. Kevin was doing what activity at his house in the hot, arid weather of Perth when he came up with the melody in his head for It Feels Like It Only Goes Backwards?
2: He was doing an activity? In the hot, arid weather of Perth. Yoga. I was going to say yoga as well. I have seen like hot yoga. Um,
0: okay, I'll give but you... for the sake of a- the game... I'll give you a hint, their landlord was pissed at them.
1: Playing beard eye.
0: <laughs>
2: What's something that
0: their landlord was, was their landlord was pissed at them, so they had to do this. Cleaning? In the hot, arid weather of birth. Cleaning.
1: <laughs> uh the landlord is pissed. Cleaning the apartment. So they had to um they had to they dick. had to form a reading it's, a reading circle outside.
0: I'm trying to think of a hint without giving it away. Alright, just give us the
2: answer. No. The like,
0: <laughs> it's he it was watering his lawn.
2: <laughs> Fuck Think hot arid <laughs> Perth weather. <laughs> Dead grass. Isn't that that's
0: such an obvious logical connection? Next well,
1: <laughs> looks like I'm still the winner. So that's all I yeah, took. That's all I took from that.
2: <clears throat> all right, shall we talk about the album now that we're done with this fucking quiz? <laughs> fucking fuck. Okay. Shall we discuss? <clears throat> yeah. So I, mean, I feel right? like I know everything about the album now. So. <laughs> Hey, did you know that uh, he he used
1: synths on this? You <laughs> didn't really do that on the first one, so uh, yeah. But yeah, you guys can discuss. I think I've I've given my uh, two cents. That's <laughs> definitely one of the things that I commented on the most, just with all each song. Just like folk love the synths in this one, love the guitar. Okay. So my overall takeaway was I had mm-hmm. I've I'd listened to this album before, but never actively listened. And with a lot of Tame Paula songs, I feel like it's pretty easy to just hear it and not actually discern what he's actually saying. Cause his shit kind of like, you know, it flows with the music. So I never paid attention to the lyrics, like at all, just the melodies. But I really liked, I mean, it's called lonerism and it's uh, what I took away from it. A lot of it was like this like loner character. And it's just talking about unrequited love, being a loner, fear of failure and these like facades that this like, Person, maybe him puts up, and it's just this personality that then gets hate from people around him and leads to him just being like further being this loner. And yeah, overall, really liked it as a whole. There was really only two songs that I wasn't like a huge fan of, and even that, like, it wasn't, I was like, fuck, this is bad. It was just, I was just like, and eh, like, not really for me. But which yeah, ones are those? Um, for me, it was Keep On Lying and Suns Coming Up. Mm. Just because of Keep On Lying. If To me, it just kind of felt like there wasn't a whole lot going on. Like, it was very, like, simple, like, drums and the guitar. I really did like when the synths come in, though. That kind of helped swing it around for me. And then similar thing for Suns Coming Up, um, you know, it just felt a bit... Bland. I don't know if maybe that's the right word, just compared to the other songs for me.
2: So and here's, yeah. he, here's my, uh, my listener experience. So Jake had told me that the plan was to review Lonerism with you uh, probably a week ago, was when we came to this decision. But then I totally forgot when we were texting about it earlier. I asked, like, hey, what's what, like, what album? And I hadn't even checked my messages, but I was sitting in the CCA weight room. And whoever was on Ox, one of the kids that was on Ox, played Elephant. And I heard that and I was like, oh, yeah, this is from that album that I'm almost certain we're supposed to do with Darren. I look at my phone and then sure enough, you guys had texted saying Lonerism by Tim Paul. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Because when I heard that, I remember being excited um, in the first place, just like being excited to finally have a reason to listen to it in full. And so then later on, once I had the gym to myself, threw it on. I literally wrote the track list on the whiteboard in the CCA weight room. And then just took, like, some very minor notes. Like, I know one of them for, for Be Above It. I wrote JRE just because the, the drums at the beginning, like, as it enters in, I literally thought I was like, wait, that I'm listening to the album, right? Not like, I don't know, the Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> just, like, started, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, not that I not that I even... Not that I, I, I listen, listen to it. the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> don't want to get cancelled. No, but <laughs> I, I, I don't. If it's... Yeah. I mean, I really don't listen that often. That often. But... I think the biggest things that stood out. I know I, I jotted down like next to uh, like "Mind Mischief" and "Feels Like We Only Go Backwards." I just jotted down "OG." Just in that like they were songs that I had heard before, and "Feels Like We Only Go Backwards" has to be one of my all time favorite songs. Like when I hear it, I'm just like, "Fuck, that is a just a very very good song that I enjoy very thoroughly," and I remember it being in my little Darren Four song rotation for a pretty long time at Penn State, like just kind of like being in my feels with like the baseball season and all that shit (laughs) uh, my senior year. But uh, then the other thing, Jake, I know. So I, I enjoyed the intro and the outro, both be above it and sun's coming up. And otherwise everything in between that wasn't elephant, mind mischief feels like we only go backwards. Everything in between, just like nothing really stuck out a whole lot. I just like Jake was saying earlier, it's just like, it's like very easy to just kind of like zone out to in a sense and then someone came into the weight room towards probably like the last two songs uh the athletic trainer she came in and she's like god your music is so loud like you can hear that all the way on the other side of the gym and i'm like oh that's cool sorry
1: and what, then what when the sun's coming up came on
2: it? i was Ish. like <laughs> when sun's coming up came on and i was listening to that and just how loud i had the music i was like I don't know why something about it just seemed like almost culty in a sense. And I was sitting there like, like, like nobody in their right mind would like traditionally lift to this. And then here I am doing like, I don't know, some like Jefferson curl, like, like a stretch basically for my back. And I'm like, God, I fucking probably look insane right now (laughs) listening to Suns Coming Up by Tame Paula taking a 30 pound bar and just doing a Jefferson curl while standing on like an elevated surface. But anyways, that was my like Chris Farley take on the album. (laughs) I liked it. I, I liked it, but it was just definitely not... Probably not something that I would normally like lift to. Uh, yeah.
0: It's like... But, um, I've definitely... like People who have showed the album have had a similar take where it's just like a lot of the tracks just kind of blend together and there's a lot of those things that aren't notable about some of those songs in the middle. Yeah. And I feel like, honestly, in every album that I consider... To be one of my favorites, that was like the case for me when I first listened to it, where it's because I feel like they have a lot of density to them. So when you first hear it, you can't, your brain doesn't like put together the patterns that it can easily with some of the more like structured and poppy songs. But then the more you listen to it, then you start picking up on like the more subtle patterns as it that it has And some of the, like, layered melodies and stuff going on deep in the mix. And, like, suddenly these, like, you know, songs that you thought were, like, B-minuses suddenly start becoming, like, A's. And then they become, like, your favorite ones. Which is, like, basically what happens to me on every album that, like, I've ever thoroughly enjoyed.
2: I love love that explanation. Like... Dylan, you uncultured swine! Like, listen to it more, and you'll realize that those songs that you just nodded off to in the middle of the album, yeah, like they're fucking very good, and you just don't get it yet.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I've had the, that same take with every single album on the first that I've ever liked on the first way through. I'm like, eh, yeah, there's some good ones, but
2: one of the, one of the other things too that is very notable is just the start and the finish, like yeah, be above it, opening track, like it's a very. Uh, you can tell like some albums that just get kind of like, I don't know, maybe like more like mainstream, uh, like artists, you know, they're just going to throw together all their like most recent tracks and the album isn't going to be very like thought out or planned. And so then for something to be very clearly the start of something with B above it, starting from like literally zero, there's no sound and it's yeah. like building up and then sun's coming out. I feel like that was like a very like a closing note. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I really like "Be Above It" as like the intro track. When the when the vocals first come in, I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is an intro. Like, I'm about to listen to something really sick." I don't know. That's just how it makes me yeah. feel. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and it's very heady. Like, just just the the only lyrics are just "Gotta be above it."
0: Gotta be above it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, nice. it's kind of like a idiosyncratic song. It's just kind of weird, but it's cool. And Jake, you mentioned that you thought that you didn't really pay attention to the lyrics some of the first times that you listened to the songs on the album. And I was going to say, that's like I feel like that's kind of one of the reasons I like it, because I don't really pay attention to lyrics that much on albums. More, It's more of like the... The melodies and how those make me feel although like i do like i do like the lyrics and like get into the lyrics sometimes but i feel like i don't place as much emphasis on them as some other people yeah. would but yeah that that's what i kind of like about it that the lyrics just or the vocals kind of feel like another instrument yeah and in, like a lot of in a lot of the albums and
1: or lo- a lot of the songs and i think that's a really good thing that he does on the I mean, I feel like pretty much all of his albums, like, he does a good job, just what you said. Like, the voice is, like, another instrument in the sense that, like, yeah, you don't really have to pay attention to what he's saying to enjoy it because it it can just be another thing in the background that just adds another layer to everything else that's going on.
0: Yeah, and then, like, one of the huge things for me is on the album is just, like, the drums, where this is what basically inspired me to learn how to play drums uh you come like, from a
2: background of great drummers <laughs> as we've noted a long, um, lineage.
0: a long lineage and yeah because my my uh my dad tried to get me to play drums when i was younger and i had like a drum instructor when i was in like third grade and he was teaching me like paradiddles and shit i was like I don't, just like, teach me Green Day. Like, I just want to, like, learn how to play Green Day. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's, like, old as fuck. And, he, and he's like, no, you got to learn, like, the fundamentals first, and then you could play Green Day. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm just not going to play. And so I, like, never, I never actually played. And then I remember when I listened to this album, I was like, oh, like, for something about these drums, I just, like, really just want to play drums. So I would just play to the, this entire album. Like, just listen to the whole thing and just play the drums to it. And, like, that's basically how I learned how to play.
2: And just in fucking spite of that old head <laughs> instructor that you had. Yeah. I fucking skipped right to Green Day, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you boomer-ass motherfucker. Are
1: there, um, any, are there any of the songs that, like, the drums on it really, like, stands out in memory for you?
0: Yeah, music, music to walk home by. That was the one that was, like, that just really got me.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, like yeah. I said, like... What was that?
1: Go for it. Go for it, go
0: for it. The, um, the drums on this album have, like, a cult following. Like, there's... All over the internet, people are trying to recreate the sound. And it's funny, because he recorded it just in, like, a, a, an extra room in his house. Like, it wasn't in, like, a treated studio or anything, and he had, like... Just, like, three, like, shit mics, and he's just, like,
2: he's just, like, a wizard, I don't know. So, you keep on saying he, so, Kevin Parker, he's the lead singer, and then who's the drummer?
1: <laughs>
2: this other guy, <laughs> Kevin Remember Parker. Remember that meme? Um, <laughs> I saw this meme once, it said that Tame Impala was just one guy. How funny.
0: Yeah, th- there was a, there was this girl that, um worked at the last company that I was at and she would she would make that like she made the joke on like five different occasions <laughs> and and I was like and that was when I really realized that it was a meme because I used to like I used to seriously tell people that I would like be like you know Tim Paul is just one guy people used to be blown away by it there was a time when people were blown away oh, by yeah. it, and it wasn't a meme <laughs> do you guys watch
2: Jake I know you watch a toy Sunny. Darren do you watch a toy Sunny at all Mm -mm. Uh, there's this one episode where they move to the suburbs and then the neighbor every single day is just like having another hot one you know it's a hot one today and it just drives him insane like day after day and that's what like infuriates him i was thinking you at your job every single day this girl being like you know tame Paul is just (laughs) one person by the way and you're just like god i gotta fucking get (laughs) out of here that was my joke that was my meme
0: I would tell people that that's literally so that's literally my dad every every Friday of my childhood. My dad would wake me up by coming into my room and being like, it's fried eggs. And I would just be like, (laughs) fuck my
2: God damn it. (laughs) Uh, So is there anything else you really want to get off your chest about this? this album cuz otherwise I was going to then ask a nice closing question.
0: Mhm. Um Bo
2: before we give it a score and stuff like that. Okay. Um Okay.
0: No, I don't I don't think there's really I think we we, we hit on a lot of stuff.
2: Cool. You like um, it, we get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. Also, yeah,
1: the uh, the synths, that was new. <laughs> so, our takeaways are Sam and Paula is just one guy, and the synths are really good, and so are the drums. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and that's basically all you need, to know. <laughs> and he proved to his father that music was an avenue for a, a healthy career, and he didn't get sick of it. Aside from forgetting how to play music every <laughs> single album, <laughs> yeah, a a lucrative career, even. Yeah, I think it's safe to say. And it. poor, poor Melody, can't forget about her. Yeah, I'm, that
0: I'm sure she's doing fine.
2: <laughs> Darren, what would you say is like the ideal setting to listen to this album? And the other thing I'll add in there that's interesting is you mentioned surf video, Mind Mischief surf video. Yeah. Like, well, I don't want it to influence your answer way too much, but I do. Maybe, Maybe it's just that now I'm just thinking like, yeah, maybe this is just very good music for like not escape video, but yeah, like surf and chill vibes, waves, currents. Um Ideal No,
0: I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say like
2: At the beach. Yeah, I wouldn't say Judging that. some waves.
0: Um Dude, I don't know. I feel like maybe just in your just lying in your bed with and it's just like really dark. Maybe that's just every every <laughs> I feel like that works for like every single um, album that I like, but
1: a parallel to that, the first time I heard Currents in high school when it came out, I got really stoned and I just listened to it in my room in the dark and it was just it just blew my fucking mind. So like I know what you're saying. It's a it's a it's a phenomenal setting for a lot of albums.
0: Yeah. I just I remember specifically like the the most like insane music listening experience I've ever had I was it was like my freshman year of college and so I had to get stoned and go to 7-eleven and I was like in my bunk eating some chips or whatever just listening to like animal collective songs I'd never listened to and this one song called what would I want sky came on and The first, like, two minutes of it are just totally fucked up, like, fucked up instrumental. And, like, it just sounds really weird. And then, like, it kind of, like, slowly fades into, like, this beat and this, like, Grateful Dead sample. And then it turns into, like, a Cold Place, like, sounding song. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And it was, I was just, like, eating chips in the dark in my bed. And I was like, wow, that was, this is, this is
2: the moment for me. I remember hearing uh, someone when they introduced me, like Mac DeMarco, they said, "Like, oh, I think I saw it on a YouTube comment, but the best, like, Mac DeMarco is the perfect music to listen to when you're just like laying in bed, staring at your ceiling fan." And then coincidentally enough, when I just like on my drive home, I had to get a little, I had to get one more listen in of "Feels Like We Only Go Backwards, since one of my favorite songs. And then I was actually listening to it on on YouTube, yeah. And then in the suggested suggested songs, "Chamber of Reflections" came up, and I was like, "Wow, how fitting!" Those are two like very much, uh, like in your head, lay and thought in yeah. your room. Songs, yeah, in the dark, especially. Sheesh! Because I
0: don't like I don't like having any visuals to my music. Honestly,
1: I think. Like no I outside don't, influence. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's a great album if you're doing drugs in a forest with your friends. Yeah. That, that'll that do as well. That'll also. Any, any Tame Impala song is good for that. Yeah. All right. What everyone wants to hear. A rating. A rating. And, and uh, Jake. We, uh, we do our ratings a little different around here. This isn't your normal rating system, Darren. Um, okay. So... I know you were quizzing us earlier, but we uh. have we we only use adjectives. We don't use number scores. So, for a good rating, we have bumps, slaps, bangs, goes hard, groovy, tight, the shit, and lit. For a bad rating, mm-hmm. we have weak, trash, shit, i mid, whack, bogus, and ass. So, okay. if any of those stood out to you. We also always encourage uh, new adjectives that we don't have so far. If you can think of one that isn't on the list, but any combination that you want. Hmm. I would.
0: I think tight, tight really stands out to me. Tight, um, tight.
1: sounds tight. I also just—it's just it's just, sent a I, just because
0: of it. I feel like everything is so just perfectly placed. Like this, the mix is just so. it's just so everything just seems like it's in its own perfect little space and yeah i mean and then as far as like other adjectives that i don't know that fit in that same vein
2: i've got i'll give you mine you ready maybe this one inspire oh jake just added one to our list uh i was gonna say like groovy vibes like kind of like vibesy in a sense certain songs yeah you just sit there and you're like fuck fuck (laughs) start thinking you just start thinking fuck (laughs) groovy vibes
1: which i'd say are both positive ratings yes yeah vibe check i'm gonna have to maybe say to piggyback off dylan because i do like vibes i was trying to think of something that captures this well and like i saw you jot down trippy and it's now no longer uh, this album i don't know if it constitutes as trippy necessarily maybe what about euphoric 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 Darren acero ladies and gentlemen (laughs) uh but anyways uh vibes that go hard you know the fucking heavy hitting drums (laughs) and the guitar and the the lovely lovely synth that comes in and mostly synthesizer know i enjoyed it so that's mine nice well well
2: i hope i hope everyone Enjoy those those very critical those ratings right there. I mean that's everyone just skips to the end of these episodes just to get like wait is this a groovy vibe or is this fucking weak trash shit man fucking <laughs> bogus as hell. But damn you heard it here first folks. Darren, I've probably asked this this a thousand times. A sorrow or a sorrow. A
1: Yeah, I, I didn't want to be the Asaro. one to say
2: it, but I was like Dylan, I don't think you're saying. I, I think right. I've said. I've said everything. Like, I think I've always said a sorrow like throughout my life and then at some point i heard someone say acero and i was like god i'm a fucking asshole i've been fucking it up because they said it so confidently and then i've just like naturally but asaro,
0: yeah at least you didn't think it was acero
2: i'm uh sorry for Ah. all right well we've been recording i think that's a lovely note to go off on yeah, I would like uh, to leave now. <laughs> for for all the for all the listeners, uh feel free to like and subscribe, leave a review, all those things that help bring traffic to our podcast. We need more listeners. Yeah. Not just random listeners in China and whatever else pops up on the uh, whatever else pops up on our our website. What is it? Um, what's the app, Darren? You you just mentioned it in our chat. Anchor? Yeah, we use Anchor shout out to anchor our sponsor <laughs>
1: yeah so uh <laughs> moving on from that though thanks for coming on darren we really appreciate this we always love having the homies on get to listen to hopefully new music and i had a great time so thanks for coming on
0: yeah of course that's super fun
1: thanks darren all right hell yeah, Philly, brother. shall we get some sleep is that what we want i think it's time to call it a night hell yeah brother <laughs> it's been fun it's been real it's been a jam and kind of all I have. So peace out, boys. Peace out to you all. All right. I'll be here saying Peace, Good my dude.